0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Journey of Hope. Glad you could be with us today. The Journey of Hope is a podcast that's especially designed to address the issues that men and women face after incarceration. Today, I want to talk a little bit about a systemic problem that exists within the criminal justice community. I'm going to demonstrate it to you by talking about some things that are on the National Institute of Corrections website. I think you're going to find that interesting. And then we're going to talk a little bit, as we like to do often a little bit about how to deal with stress. We're going to do all that right after this. I'm Rodney Mathers, and you're on the journey of hope. Mathers Rodney at Yahoo.com, M-A-T-H-E-R-S-R-O-D-N-E-Y at Yahoo.com. Let me know how you're doing. Have you got an idea for a show? If you got an idea of someone that would make a good guess, let me know, and I'll certainly check it out. That's Mathers Rodney at Yahoo.com. Hey, y'all. I think that there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know what you call it, like there's just, it's not disinformation, it's um, conflicting information coming from different organizations in the criminal justice community. Let's just take in the area of recidivism, for example, Um, from the Journal of Crime and Delinquency. uh, Way back in September of 2014, they said that most offenders never return to prison. They say that nationally there's about 11 percent recidivism rate okay why don't people know that why is it that people believe once a felon always a felon well here's why i think um and and by the way before i go into this i don't know anybody that i was in with i don't really keep up with people that much but i don't know anybody that went back i'll tell you this i sure as hell don't want to go back um but anyway, here's why I think people think the way they do. While the Journal of Crime and Delinquency says 11%, the National Institute of Corrections says that two-thirds return to prison within three years. Now, that goes way back to about 2001, and I realize there's a big difference in the um, years there, but come on, how could the numbers be so different? Um, the Journal of Crime and Delinquency is quoted in the National, National Institute of Corrections website. So while the National Institute of Corrections is saying two-thirds return after or before three years, they're also quoting on the same damn web page. they're quoting the Journal of Crime and Delinquency, which say 11%. Okay, do you see an issue there? <laughs> It's crazy. The National Institute of Corrections has a model for reintegration which seeks to go from reentry to uh, being a corrections problem to making it more of a public policy issue. Um, They also say in their model that they want to move from using proven methods to methods based on evidence. Well, it, they're not doing a very good job um if by their own stats two thirds are going back within three years it's it's all a bunch of garbage and it 's a bunch of punning and kicking the can down the road. Listen, the next thing I want to say is that for people that are listening for any reason if you if you were not incarcerated and you're listening to the podcast. I'm getting ready to tell you something that everyone that was incarcerated knows that you don't know. And here's what it is. No one that works on a prison unit gives a rat's ass about anyone's reintegration. To say that they do is just not factual. Um, Again, garbage garbage. The National Institute of Corrections has something called the Reentry entry Focus Performance Evaluation Guide. A bunch of dudes with ties on sitting around in a circle at a table drinking coffee and coming up with this crap. And again, they're just throwing a bunch of words out there in my view. I guess my point here is that the incompetent BS crap that the NIC publishes is just absolutely mind-boggling. What a useless organization for re-entry. They exist for prison employees and they give lip service to re-entry to be politically correct and pretend to have empathy. Garbage. It's garbage. Um, it's funny to me that the NIC, National Institute of Corrections, instead of listing goals that they want to achieve, they list what they call benefits of their model and to reduce recidivism and improve offender success. It, think about that for a second. The difference between a goal and what they're saying is a benefit which is unmeasurable – A goal you can measure. You either get there or you don't, but a benefit is very subjective, and, you know, that's on purpose. In my opinion, for what it's worth, you know, I'm not an expert in any of these areas, and, you know, I I want you to know that. But uh, they're not doing anything to help offenders. And the Texas Department of Corrections – um, they send you to a, through a class called changes where you literally watch movies on things like this is not a joke. I'm telling you the truth in the movie. One of the movies I had to watch, they talked about brushing your teeth and combing your hair before you go to a job interview. Okay. What is that doing for anybody? Well, I guess they have their hair combed and their breath doesn't stink. It's crazy and ridiculous. Um, Anyway, National Institute of Corrections, the juxtaposition to other organizations' statistics, their conflicting ideology, all of it to me is crap, total crap. Can we get somebody – I guess my point is can we get somebody that's serious – About helping people get back into society after incarceration. These tax funded organizations don't seem to be doing it. There are some private organizations out there that help, um, you know, but what are they doing as you go out the door? Zero. And do they care? Nobody can convince me. That they do. And in my opinion, you know, opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got one. And we're certainly free to express them. But in my opinion, nobody's doing anything to help people before they walk out the door of the prison. That needs to change. And until it does, we're going to continue to have issues with people trying to reintegrate. Look, the NIC is garbage. Total garbage when it comes to reintegration. Okay? And I guess that's my point. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. I'm Rodney Mathers and you're on the journey of hope. Well, Hey, uh, you know, I, I really like to hear from you. Um, and when I do, it's, it's cool. And um, what i like to hear are your, your stories of success or maybe even some issues that you're having that we haven't addressed here or maybe we should address more. So feel free to contact me and let me know how you're doing. You can do that at MathersRodney at Yahoo.com. That's M-A-T-H-E-R-S-R-O-D-N-E-Y at Yahoo.com. Hey, y'all, welcome back. I want to talk a little bit about stress today, and instead of using the word stress, I'm going to use the word strain, things that put strain on you, and I'm going to talk about some things that I've done from my own personal experience that maybe can help you, like, They've helped me, and I hope that uh, I hope that you can use some of these things to help kind of chill things out in your life. Um, because I know you're experiencing these strains or the stress—what I'm calling strains today—in your life, and in a lot of different areas. For example, are you in any kind of relationship, whether it's a friend or a boss or? Um, even something closer like a loved one or even um, a sibling? Are you in a relationship where you feel like you're not being treated like you should be treated? If you are in that situation, believe me, you're not alone. How about um, being in a situation that you just don't like? Does that hit home? This also, as you know, (laughs) can produce strain on you as you go through this reintegration process how about this one do you feel like your goals are being blocked and I think we've all been there these things can produce a lot of what we're calling strain today on just our existence daily and so what I want to do is talk about some things that I've done just real briefly that um, have helped me in these areas now look I'm not a doctor I'm not an expert, nothing. I'm just telling you these are things that I've done and maybe suggestions for you. I don't know. It's up to you. But let's, let's take a look at them. Let's look about ways to address these sorts of problems, okay? Let's uh, just throw some ideas out here. The, the first one that has helped me a lot is exercising. Um, I, I do that every single day. And I I didn't used to, but since I've been doing that, I have found that it's helped. So I want to throw that out there. It just generally makes me feel better. Um, I think it's important to uh, have these endorphins flowing through your body once a day to keep you in a positive mood. And I can tell you that when I exercise – Maybe this is something that happens to you, too, if you like to exercise. I never really want to, but I've never finished exercising and been sorry that I did it. I always feel better afterwards, so exercising. Another thing that I do is um, I, I don't do it every day, but I do sit down occasionally and just jot some things down people call it journaling or you know i don't know keeping a little bit of a diary or whatever i have found that it's cathartic it helps me to express some feelings and thoughts that i'm having um and just to get things off my chest i've found that that helps as well so we've got exercising and this exercise in journaling um Another thing that I do is I look for humor, um, either humor that I create, trying to, to keep the mood light, or just ways to laugh. I mean, find something that makes you laugh. Look at um, – watch some stand-up comedy. Um, watch a funny movie. Uh, these things, I think – in terms of laughing, are very beneficial. It's it's not that, I don't know, maybe there's something to the actual laughing, but to me it's the seeking of the humor and finding it that helps me a lot. And maybe that's something you could do too. Another thing I've been doing lately is I've been playing around with um, doing some meditation type, deep breathing type things right now i'm kind of playing around with tai chi but any kind of meditation or yoga i think this is another thing now this would be separate from your exercise but i think that this is something that will help you keep balanced during the day and you know it's hard for me to say you know to convince people that if you do this, things will get better. But, you know, once again, I'm not an expert and I don't really, you know, I'm not a, not a doctor or anything like that. But for me, focusing on these things and doing these things has greatly helped me. And this Tai Chi that I've been doing for a while, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, Now it's always a pain in the ass to, to start you know, it's like, oh, God, it's three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever. Uh, I haven't done that in a couple of days. I need to do that. But once again, after I do it, I always feel better and glad. I'm glad that I do it. Finally, another one I want to talk about is the way we eat. Um, if you're eating fast food all the time as opposed to a more balanced diet, um I think it makes a difference. It, it does with me. And, you know, let me, I'm going to throw this out there again. I'm not a doctor. But it has helped me to try to keep uh, healthy foods in my diet. Um, those of you that have been listening to the show for a while know that uh, about three years ago, I had double bypass surgery. And I've kind of been put in a situation where, you know, you can either eat right or you can be dead. So... I've learned <laughs> to eat right, but I can tell you that I feel better. Man, I feel better when I eat fruits and vegetables, and um I try to cut back on the calories a little bit, try to stay away from the sweet stuff. Um, I am guilty of occasional fast food, but aren't we all? But I'm just saying that if you can uh skip that and try to – um Keep your diet a little bit more balanced. So when you put all of these things together, some exercise, some journaling, some meditation, eating a a better diet, um, you have the ability to make yourself feel better. It's in you to do that. And the reason I can say that with authority is I've done it, and it has helped me. It's not, the, it's not the cure. <laughs> it's not the cure for job searches. It's not the cure for fixing damaged relationships. But by God, it will make you feel a little bit better, okay? I hope there's something in that that you can use. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. I'm Rodney Mathers, and you're on The Journey of Hope. Mathers Rodney at Yahoo.com got an idea for a show got an idea for a guest I'd love to hear it M-A-T-H-E-R-S-R-O-D-N-E-Y at Yahoo.com And we've come to the end of another podcast. I enjoyed sharing with you some things that have helped me and just throwing some thoughts out there about that crazy National Institute of Corrections, what a bunch of garbage that organization is for reintegration. But anyway, I hope there were some things that you can use today. I hope you were able to vent a little bit as we went through the NIC information. And I want to remind you that if God is for you, who can be against you? We'll see you next time right here on The Journey of Hope.